0: Do you have PCOS and are you struggling to get pregnant? And do you feel like time is running out every cycle? Well, guess what? You're in the right place. I'm really happy you're here. Hi, I'm Dr. Angela Potter, your host here at the PCOS Fertility Health Podcast. And I'm also the creator of the PCOS Fertility Protocol. And I know you tuned into this podcast for one reason, because you are committed to boosting your chances of getting pregnant with PCOS. And I think that is so cool. I think it's so cool that you're taking the time to listen to something that's going to help you with your goals. And I love that you're here spending time with me. So, That brings me to our topic today. I am starting a four-part series about the four different types of PCOS. And each week, starting this week, over the next four weeks, you are going to learn about each of the PCOS types. And today, being the first episode of this series, I'm gonna talk to you about what the types are and why they are so key to you improving your chances of getting pregnant. And many doctors are not doing this. This is getting missed for thousands and thousands of women, which is why I'm so happy you're here because you're getting this information and you are not going to miss this, okay? So we are going to talk about insulin resistance today. That is one of the PCOS types. Before we jump into the importance of PCOS types and the insulin resistant type, I want to be sure that you have your ticket to the free PCOS Fertility Masterclass that I am running tomorrow, which is Thursday, February 1st. If you don't have your ticket yet, just head on over to the Eventbrite page, pick up your ticket. I'm going to link it below. Um, You can also jump over to my website, drangelapotter.com, and there's a banner at the top with a link to go get your ticket. This masterclass is going to be really important for you, particularly if you're working with a doctor who is just dismissing your symptoms or giving you advice like, oh, just lose weight or get back on birth control and eat better. So you are going to learn these top three fertility misconceptions. And and there's this really common fertility advice out there that is being given as in its truth, and it is actually keeping you further away from getting pregnant. So I want to be sure that you're going to be there at that masterclass. The recording is going to be sent out, so it's okay if you can't join live, but I want to be sure that you've got your ticket. It's free. Just head on over there as you're listening to this um, or just after, okay? Can't wait to see you over there. All right, so let's jump into the PCOS types. Now, like I mentioned, there's four different types. The, this is really important. It is not part of the PCOS diagnosis, okay? When you are trying to get pregnant with PCOS, the first step is to get really hyper clear on your diagnosis. The second step is to get clear on which of the PCOS types that you have. Getting this type of clarity is essential for getting pregnant because if you are opening up a map to figure out how to get to you know, the grocery store or wherever you're going, you have to first know where you're starting from, right? In order to figure out what road, what roads are going to take you to where you want to go. And so same thing with health and fertility. You've got to know where you're starting. So figuring out your PCOS diagnosis, second, figuring out your PCOS type. Now the PCOS type is not part of, a part of the diagnosis. It is the next element for you to figure out what is happening in your individual body that's keeping you from getting pregnant. Okay. Now there's four types. You could have one type, you could have two, three, or four. This is really important. Okay, listen up. It doesn't matter how many of the types that you have. What matters is that you know which types you have. Okay, I'll say it again. Doesn't matter how many of the types that you have. It matters only that you understand which types you have. Okay, because then you know how to move forward with a fertility plan. Because otherwise, you're just grasping at straws, reaching through the dark, trying to figure out what's going to help your fertility. But once you know which one, or two, or three, or four of the PCOS types you have, then you can say, Oh, look, I need to be supporting my adrenals, I need to be focused on my insulin. I need to lower inflammation in my body. And this is how I need to move forward in in order to open up the best chance at getting pregnant. Okay, so that's why I'm really excited that you're here because if leading up to this point, you have just gotten dismissive information from doctors saying, you know, it's your fault because you're holding on to this extra weight or the only way to get your hormones balanced is to get back on birth control, Well, that's in the past, okay? That was yesterday. That was last month. Right now, now you're going to start getting some clarity. And figuring out your PCOS types is going to be that step. So there's four types. Uh, One is insulin resistance, which we're going to talk about today, go into more detail. Another is adrenal. The third is inflammatory. And the fourth is post-pill. So we're gonna talk about insulin resistance today. Um, but just to you know, solidify the importance of figuring out your PCOS type, this is when I am working with clients and patients in that first session that we are working together, we are getting clear on what that person's PCOS type is. And every time I am meeting with someone one-on-one, I have got their PCOS types listed in front of me so that I know that we are staying hyper-focused on these issues that are keeping them from getting pregnant and we're correcting them so then they can have the best chance of getting pregnant. Just like someone I talked to today who got a positive pregnancy test, which is super exciting. It just makes me so happy. And so uh, also in my Boost My Fertility with PCOS group program, We have an entire session, an entire week where I'm helping you figure out your PCOS type because it is that important in order to move forward. So let's dive into what insulin resistance is. You might actually be surprised that insulin resistance is just one of the PCOS types because so many people out there in the medical community, and just information about this there's this association between PCOS and insulin resistance, and that you've got to be in this insulin resistant place in order to have PCOS. And that is not true. It is not part of the diagnosis. So, you know, there's nothing about blood sugar that is in the PCOS diagnosis. It is not a required part of PCOS, okay? But it does impact fertility a lot. There's a lot of research out there, and we understand this connection between insulin and other hormones and ovulation, which is why it is a PCOS type. Like, if because if you're in that type, we've got to stay focused on how to improve your insulin. There's some different ways to know if you have insulin resistance. Some testing that can be done. One, you could get your insulin tested. You can get fasting glucose tested. That is a part of a really common blood test that is called the CMP. A lot of doctors run it. Just, you know, it's one that's run all the time. You can also get a test called the hemoglobin A1c looked at. And that is looking at your glucose levels on an average over the previous three months. And then you may also have been offered a glucometer by your doctor, which is where you can do finger pricks, or they have some that go like right inside your arm. And that's testing your blood sugar levels on, you know, really a a daily basis. And that can give you some really good feedback. So you may be somebody who has been diagnosed with insulin resistance, you have this information on your labs that says, yes, my glucose is elevated, my hemoglobin A1c is elevated, or my insulin is elevated, I know this. And that can be really helpful. I'm a big advocate for getting labs done because it's concrete information that you can look at to say, okay, this needs to get fixed. It is also really helpful when you're sharing with your partner because sometimes they don't understand why you're making certain changes going to appointments, meeting with somebody, you know, doing all these, making all these changes. Well, you can show them lab results to say, Hey, look at these numbers and these are affecting my fertility. And this is why I am making these changes. And that can just open up a really helpful conversation and help the people around you, your partner, spouse in particular, to understand why you're making these changes. But when it comes to the PCOS types, you don't have to have that clear of a diagnosis in order to say, hey, I'm in the insulin resistant PCOS type. You could have some of the classic, classic imbalanced blood sugar symptoms that are out there, okay, which are going to be, well, you know, they're beautifully summed up in that term hangry, okay, there it is. If you find yourself getting hangry, you're struggling with blood sugar issues. And, you know, if it's one time where you know your tire popped off the car and you're stuck on the side of the road for hours, you haven't eaten since last night, and it's now four o'clock the next day, you're gonna be hangry. And you know, that's okay. This is if it's happening on a daily basis, really, or every other day, or you know, if you skip an afternoon snack. Or if you have too much coffee, you're going to be hangry, okay? Um, Other symptoms, other things you'll feel in your body are, well, irritability is really the hangry, um, blurry vision, feeling shaky, and um, anxiety can come up, maybe some tightness in the chest, uh, feeling faint, lightheaded, needing to sit down, Those are really the classic signs. And that means your blood sugar is crashed too low and you need food, you need sugar, stat, 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 so that you can regulate those blood sugar levels. That's your body saying, I need food, I need sugar because we are crashing here, people. Which means what happened earlier was that you had a a blood sugar insulin spike and then it led to this crash. And so that's showing you that you are having these way too high of peaks and way too low of lows. And insulin needs to be a part of your support, your fertility plan as you move forward. So how does insulin affect fertility? Why is this such a big deal? Well, what happens is that when insulin rises, That says, hey, I need you testosterone to rise too. And insulin causes testosterone to rise. Testosterone is a, it's found in every body, but it's more of a male pattern hormone because people who have male hormones have an abundance of testosterone and that's their kind of dominant reproductive hormone. For those of us with female organs, Estrogen, progesterone are going to be the dominant reproductive hormones. We have testosterone, but it stays pretty low. With PCOS, it's really common for testosterone to rise. And insulin can be that instigator for testosterone to rise. Well, when you, if you're in a female body with ovaries and a uterus and you are ready to make a baby and you've got testosterone running around your body, you know what that's doing? that is shutting down ovulation it is not letting your regular hormone you know your your dominant reproductive hormones to do what they need to do in order for you to be in this juicy fertile amazing let's go make a baby place no that's shutting things down that is your ovaries being like okay we don't need to push out an egg this month nope no okay we're those hormone signals that we are getting in right now says no we're good we don't need that and so that's why it's really important to get insulin regulated and you know insulin and glucose these are the two things that respond to the food that you're putting inside your body which you're eating at the very least once a day. You should be eating a lot more than that, but um, at least once a day, if not three to five times a day. And so your insulin and your glucose levels are responding On a daily basis, but almost on a minute by minute basis. And so this is something that needs to be the focus because your body is reacting to the food and the insulin response is happening all the time. And so, what can you do about elevated insulin and if you're in this insulin resistant PCOS spot? Well, You know me. You already know what I'm going to say that you're going to need an individualized plan that's specific to your body. You absolutely need that. With PCOS, it does not respond to a one size fits all approach. You cannot do that. But I do want to send you home with a couple of ideas, a couple of tips. With the insulin resistance, it's going to depend on how severe your blood sugar swings are. So if you're somebody who your doctor has gotten your labs back and has said, yes, your insulin is elevated, or look at your hemoglobin A1C, you are in pre-diabetes range, then, or I'm diagnosing you with diabetes type 2 right now, then you are somebody who needs to take it full steam ahead. There are some really powerful supplements out there that can support that glucose response in the body. And even before supplements, I don't mean to jump forward to that, but when we're talking about insulin, food is going to be the foundation because food is what your body is responding to that's creating that insulin spike and crash. But you know, if you're somebody who has that on your lab work, yes, you're going to want to take it to the next level of having a really blood sugar specific nutrition plan in place to support your blood sugar. And then second is to have some nutritive supplements on board that are going to help with that glucose, help the liver to, uh, to support your, your glucose response and to regulate those blood sugar levels. Now, I see this all the time. This is something that is doable, okay? And that's another reason why I'm glad you're here because I want you to see this as a place of hope. I am not going to be someone who says, oh, you know, you just need to go lose 150 pounds and that's when things are going to open up. When it comes to weight loss, it's more about your blood sugar regulation than it is about the actual number on the scale. So if you're somebody who... Has gotten those labs done, and there's nothing really significant that popped up, and yet you're still having blurry vision, you get really shaky, you get headaches, you get really angry if you're skipping meals or snacks, then you still need that blood sugar support. Food needs to still be the foundation of your plan moving forward. Um, but it's going to depend on how severe your symptoms are, what your testosterone labs are going to look like. Okay, But this is going to give you a good footing to understand this insulin resistance piece. And if it is a part of your picture to be focused on in order to move forward to improve your fertility with PCOS. So next week, we are going to dive into the adrenal PCOS. So stay tuned for that. And I'm so happy that you're here. I just want to remind you that this podcast is for educational, informational purposes only. It should not replace the medical advice that you're getting from your doctor. Now, if you're not getting the type of advice that is propelling your fertility forward, then I do have spots available. Reach out and I'll talk you through the one-on-one and the group options. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, hop on the masterclass tomorrow. That's going to be the single best way to understand what it looks like to work with me and to gain more knowledge about your PCOS fertility. But if you miss the masterclass, Just head on over to my website to figure out how we can work together, okay? And as you go forward for this week, before I see you again next week, I want to tell you in case nobody has told you today, I believe in you and I believe in your ability to get the best chance you can at getting pregnant.